This episode is brought to you by Fleximize, a multi-award winning digital business lender dedicated to providing UK SMEs with flexible finance done properly. On April the 28th at Portman Road, you won the championship of the first division in your first season. How do you feel? I feel fine. Um, and I'm delighted. I'm delighted for everyone. win the cup for the first time in their history. The flag is up for offside against Brazil and Ipswich win the Europa Cup on an aggregate of five goals to four. For the area to bring success at the European level to a little market town like Ipswich, it's quite a feat. Support line is provided by Clapham. It's Clapham's cross, it's Stewart, it's 3-1 Ipswich! And Suffolk slips the Premiership! Championship bound, Ipswich Town. Welcome back to the official Town podcast as we continue our 145th anniversary celebrations. Let's head straight back into the action as Matt Holland sits down with Russell Osman, Luke Chambers, and Town fullback Harry Clark. Matt, it's all yours. Guys, we're here to celebrate 145 years of Ipswich Town. We've got a few eras here, haven't we? Russell Osman joined in 1975. All the way through to <laughs> Harry Clark, who's still played now in 2023. So we're covering 48 years between us. It's not bad, is it? That's not bad. Yeah. A few games have uh, gone under the bridge since then. Just, just a few. Just between, a few. Between three three of us. 385 <laughs> games, 396 games, 321. Yeah. I've got some catching up. You've got some catching <laughs> up. <laughs> but you will. Uh, you'll no, get there. I will, I will, you'll I get there. I'm so there's over 1,000 then. We, we're getting that way. Well yeah, over we're, we're over a thousand games between yeah. us. Yeah. Um, how would you, if you were asked to describe Ipswich Town, how would you describe Ipswich Town? At the moment, I would describe Ipswich Town Football Club um, as a football club that plays proper football, that plays football. In the way that um, it was synonymous with the club back in uh, Bob Robson's era, how they passed the ball very well, um, the style of play which people appreciated. And I think now, uh, over the last sort of 18 months, we've actually got that sort of spirit back and that style of play back. And people are looking at Ipswich Sound Football Club and where in Robson's era, we were like everybody else's second favourite team, I think we'll be the same. I think we'll be similar to that now because the style of football is fantastic. No disrespect, Luke, to what went on in your era, but, you know, it, it did yeah. change a little bit, didn't it? Yeah, and I think every, that's the dream for every club, isn't it? You want to have yeah. a nice way of playing, but we've now got a nice way of playing, but we're cool. very difficult to play against. It's not a nice mm. team to play against. Yeah. So that's the balance you've got to get, get right. And I think... Especially now, that's where we are. See, I think if you if you ask me to describe Ipswich Town, I say it's community. 100%. I say the football club's mm, yeah. the heart of the community. Um, and now I think we're back to the level, yeah. bringing back the foundation. And I think the current group now are buying into it, aren't they? With yeah, the, 100%. With yeah, community think, visits, etc. Yeah, one with the foundation, also like just that buzz around the town. Like obviously, we haven't had that really no. in the past, especially since I've been here. And obviously now that. You know, we're doing well. Obviously, last year was good. This year's been good. But you've been a fan oh, all yeah. your life, haven't you? Yeah. Born and brought up in Ipswich. Watching him. He sent me a <laughs> he sent me a picture <laughs> yesterday, didn't he? I saw of the me picture. Him, isn't it? Ten yeah. years I've ago. Seen the picture. He had his hair like mine. Some barnet, that wasn't it? Trying yeah. to be like you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, but you're right. You are right. Yeah, the beard, the beard's coming. The bromance, yeah. For the goatee. <laughs> but you're right, aren't you? And obviously, during my time, that's when it fell away. So at the minute, we've why got. Do you, why do you think it fell away? Oh, just individual decisions, wasn't it, really? People yeah. made a decision that it wasn't a benefit to the club at the time, rightly or wrongly, and now. So I think a lot, of, a lot of people have been surprised by how far it had gone backwards, Luke, weren't they? Because when everything started going well recently, everybody sort of stood back in amazement and said, Christ, where are all these people coming from? Where are we selling all these blue and white shirts? Where's, why are the pubs so packed yeah. on a first game of the season? Bolton, first game of the season, last season. There are people everywhere yeah. in the town centre. But that's what's been crying out for, isn't it? Yeah. For 10 years. Yeah. Obviously, that's where we are. But I it's think been people crying forgot. Out for that. Yeah, they forgot how far backwards it had gone, yeah. hadn't they? In the, the community aspect, in the supporters aspect. The history of the club we're talking about is 145 years. So we're going back a long way. I know you're not quite that old, Russell. <laughs> but before you joined, what did you know about the club? Um, absolutely nothing. Really? Nothing. So you joined in 75? I, I joined in 75. I started playing for the youth team in 74. Uh, Charlie Woods, who was uh, my youth team coach, yeah. he would come up sometimes and pick me up from Burton-on-Trent in the Midlands on a Friday and drive me down uh, and we'd stay overnight at Charlie's house, play for the youth team on the Saturday morning and then Charlie would drive me back. And it was like a four-hour each trip for Charlie then. Wow. And in those days, uh, the club said we would have to be prepared to go that extra mile to get the best players we could find. So they brought a lot of players down from the northeast, northwest, put on lots of training games, practice matches, uh, entertained a lot of people to try and find those really good players. Um, but Sir Ralph Ramsey had been in charge. He'd won the league in 1962, and you weren't aware of that. No, no. I'd, I'd heard of Kevin Beattie, Alan Hunter, but I didn't really know where Ipswich was, I didn't know much about the club at all. You know, I was a Derby County fan. We used to go to the baseball ground every weekend and watch Brian Clough and, you know, Roy McFarlane playing Colin Todd, you know, great players in that era. And that's why I grew up watching, you know. So, yeah, if they were playing Ipswich, they'd be, you'd see them play Ipswich, but you didn't really take on board what it meant. You know, and I got invited to come down here on trial, trials went well. I started playing for the, the youth team while I was still at school. Um, I was actually the captain of the youth team um, when I was still a schoolboy when we beat West Ham in the FA Youth Cup final. You know, I mean, we had 16,000 people here Wow! for the second leg of the Youth Cup final. And that shows you, doesn't it? It's a community, 100% now. <laughs> academy as well. I think, I think we're synonymous with bringing players through the academy Definitely. as well. I mean, obviously, Bobby Robson gave youth a chance. George yeah. Burley gave youth a chance. You've been in the academy as well, haven't you? You've come through the system. I know you left us yeah, to go to Arsenal, but you, you, you're back. Yeah. yeah, no, well, that picture I, I put up yesterday, me and you, I'm in there, I'm wearing my development kit. Yeah, you're in there still. So I was in the development. From what age? Oh, God. I, I came at 10, I think at 9 or 10, didn't get in. So... Yeah, Whose decision was that? Bomb squad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Have a word. Ardem Ate. Yeah, yeah. Ardem, yeah. Still see Ardem. Yeah. Yeah, so he. Um, yeah, so he. I'm sure it was him. He said. He said no. And then the following year, we played Norwich away, and I broke my arm, and 
I was in the hospital bed. What what year was this? Um, so this was two thousand eleven. Must have been. Because I started started doing the under eighteens when Paul Jewell joined as manager. Yeah, yeah. I came back and did the under eighteens for a couple of years then. Yeah. So it must have been two thousand eleven. And I was in the hospital bed, and Nashi rang my yeah. dad and said, "Oh, but I hope he's alright, but he's in." I was like, are they doing this because I just broke my arm? <laughs> I didn't know if it was. Simply so, yeah, just, so, but yeah. To avoid the lawsuit. It's, it's, yeah, it's worked out. But, uh, but yeah, no, then obviously I left and, and come back. You actually, you actually house some of the academy players now and have done it. You, yeah. What, in your last, time when you were playing here yeah, as well. Yeah, for the last six years, yeah. We've had obviously Flinny Downs come through, Idris, we had Tristan, uh, Jack Lancaster, who's now having a good career at Cambridge. Um, yeah, loads of the boys there now. And it's a, a big part of my life. Obviously, me being here for as long as I was, and then my, my kids go to school here. This is my home. So like, like you say, when you, how do you describe the club? Like part of my life, you know, it's- What did you know about the club year. before you arrived? Well, I remember watching you in the, in the playoffs and yeah. you all getting promoted to the Premier League, watching you in the Premier League. Um, but I don't think it's one of them, you don't really realize how big the club is until you come mm -hmm. and you get yeah. involved and you yeah. see the fan base. And yeah. you see, obviously the lo location is always difficult in some respects but once you're here and you realize what a big fan base and what what backing the club has if it's done properly it, it can show you there's no real limit to where it can go for now so it's funny isn't it we all we all remember the next person along the years yeah, yeah exactly hey, you remember uh, james yeah, yeah. Me, and i remember your era as well because yeah. as a kid growing as a kid growing up i used to sort of watch my dad playing yeah i, I used to listen to football scores and afterwards my dad would go oh, what are the scores what are the scores what happened i'll say oh ipswich won whatever Paul Cooper saved the penalty. I remember saying that every week. Paul Cooper used to save the penalty oh. every week, didn't he? He, he was not a bad goalkeeper. You're giving it away. Dodgy defence. Was it you or Butch? Was it you or Butch? No, it's Butch all the Butch. time. <laughs> yeah. like, you know. no, kept, kept Cooper on his toes. It was a way of keeping him involved, keeping him active. He was very good, actually, because he just used to take the... Uh, he used to take the mickey about you know, the, whoever was taking the penalty. Because he's not the biggest either, is he? No, but it, but he would stand two-thirds one side of the goal and lean the other Invite way. Invite you know, there. and say, go on, go on, you stick it there. And the bloke's thinking, no, he's, he's going to dive that way now, isn't he? Or, or is he going to dive that way? And he just Might psyched him out. Mm. He just went, thanks for it. What's like, you know? So, and he saved loads of penalties. Loads and, of penalties, really and, good. And obviously, Sir Bobby Robson, the manager as well. <laughs> I mean, what... What can you tell us about Sir Bobby Robson? Well, I think people have to realise, you know, when we're talking about that, that era, if, if you're an Ipswich Town supporter, the facilities that, that are just through those windows behind mm -hmm. our cameraman there, that was our training pitch for the three teams. That was our under-18s pitch on the, the Saturday. So you had no training? Southeast Coast. No, no. Sometimes youth team were over in the park over there. Can't quite believe it, Harry's like, what? Yeah, lunch, <laughs> lunch for us. You walked over to the Sporting Farmer pub that got de uh, demolished about 18 months ago, two years ago, the other side of the car park there. And it was chip butty with or without gravy. <laughs> That'll do, wouldn't it? And a pint of what? And a pint. And that was it. That, that was like your, your lunch. That was some pitch out there, though, wasn't it? Oh, pitch it was, was in great condition, wasn't it? 
it was it was a good it was a good yeah grass used to be a grass pitch you don't remember the grass pitch either no we used to train so we had the training ground but this used to be the pitch that we trained on the day before a game yeah so we always used to do set pieces and this this used to be the game before it was good and we used to have a little fiver side right on the far side where the huts are now and cars used to park in there on a saturday on a match day so on a friday we used to have a fiver side game there and there's all the potholes and puddles and everything it was just a a bit of fun, like you know, and it was a big sandpit for Paul Cooper by the wall. Sandpit, remember those goalkeepers <laughs> working in the sandpit? No, wild, didn't it? Yeah, and the yeah, old head, the head, did you have one of those heads on a rope as well? Yeah, ball on, yeah. Ball on a rope. <laughs> on a rope. <laughs> that was still on the training ground. No, 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 no ball on a rope. Yeah, yeah it was there. Ball on a rope. Yeah, 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 yeah. Terry Butcher probably used that one and Kevin Beatty. But you talk about Kevin Beatty, you know, no matter how high you put the ball up, Beatty, you Read the bloody thing, like, you know, he was, just, he was phenomenal. He was outstanding as a player. I was like, I was like, to, to have George as a manager, and I think the, the, one of the things about the managers here, they always try and improve you as individuals as oh, well. Christ, obviously, yeah. so yeah, obviously yeah, so, yeah. Um, George with myself certainly made me a far better player by working individually mm. with me. You've got a manager now yeah, in Kieran yeah. who is, I think, one of the best at it. When I look at the players and the, and the players that he's improved and where they are. Now, compared to say two years ago when he arrived, every single player yeah. has got better, haven't they? And that's the judge for me. That's that's how you judge. Yeah, that's a coach, isn't it? Hundred percent. Yeah, it's not just a manager. Yeah. It's a coach. And when you can do that whilst winning and doing the things we're doing, it's well, it's a byproduct, isn't it? It's a byproduct of improving players. Yeah, They're already yeah. good players when they arrive at the club. If you yeah. make them better, yeah. it's, it's pretty much mm. going to improve results. We, we had you had Mick as manager. Yeah. I had Mick as manager with Ireland. I mean, yeah. I, you know, I I love Mick. I think yeah. he's as honest as the day's long yeah, and, and, and you know, did a really good job in difficult circumstances here, didn't he? Yeah. Exactly that, yeah. Mick was one of those guys, he had to deal with the hand he was dealt half the time, so we were grinding results out left, right and centre and that was obviously a different era for the club where it was all hands to the pump, whatever we could get, beg, borrow, steal to a degree. And for me, for the majority of the time, he was punching well above where we should yeah. have been. You, you have a bottom four budget to play with. Mm -hmm. That's where you're going to end up yeah. most of the time. More than likely. Pretty. Mm -hmm. You know, so Mick was like, yeah, you know, whatever. battling to get in the top four, top <laughs> six, top eight, you know, year after year after year, but yeah. on a bottom four budget. Yeah, exactly. And, and he did a remarkable job, especially yeah. when he came in. We were, we were on 13 points after seven games, you know, yeah. so the way he turned around, the way the lads were playing, the way they thought about themselves, their confidence, he improved that almost immediately. Mm -hmm. And for me, yeah, like you say, you know him well enough and he, he definitely improves people and has them believing that they can beat anyone. And that was a real good trait that he had. I'm still, I'm still trying to get over the fact you didn't have a training ground. <laughs> yeah. still, I can't, still can't quite believe I can't that. picture it. Well, that picture being a grass pitch. pitch. Yeah. Can't you? It was, it was in really good condition as well. Yeah. The pitch has always been good here. South East County's games there, the, the pitch was always good there. Yeah. Um, no problem. It wasn't until probably mid 80s early 80s that we started using uh willis favorite dumas um basically you know ben lane and stuff like that you know okay. we used to occasionally go up there and it was like oh crikey this yeah. is a decent surface for the change you what, know what about this place portman road because it's a special place isn't it you must remember the first time you walked up to portman road no not the first time, I might have been no? tiny, but I remember. Do you remember it, your first game? My earliest memories, 
I, w- I always have two. One was waiting, wait, begging my dad to wait until the final whistle so he could watch him do the, do the piss bump. <laughs> Which is what you've now done as well. Which is what I now do, yeah. Um, is that purely because Luke did it? I think or, he saw me. He saw me in town. And he saw my yeah. new fresh haircut, and he's like, "Oh, Chambo, do you mind if I do the fish pump?" I was like, "Crack on, mate. Do you know I mean? It's your time now." Yeah, pass on the baton. But I think because, like, as a kid, like, I loved it, and I know how much the fans enjoy it now. And it's like, even when I don't yeah. play, it, I still feel like I'm, you feel like I a fan. It. Yeah, and I just know it's just like us showing them sort of appreciate. I don't know how you started it or it is, what, it it is, is like that, that relationship yeah, connection yeah. at the end of the day it's whether you play or you don't play mm. the environment that's now created it, you've got the squad you've got the staff you've got the fans you've got behind everyone's one yeah, yeah. so, which is yeah. almost gives you that goosebump sort of feeling when you yeah. talk about it but it's, that's think, what's created now so it's think, amazing for you yeah, to be able to and do and the that. boss at the minute like he's, he's so so hard on like the boys that aren't playing or aren't or say on the bench Every, it's everyone and it's Everyone plays their part, whether it's in training yeah. or off coming off the bench and scoring goals. Or that's an art in itself, yeah, isn't it? That man management side yeah, of it. Yeah. So yeah, difficult. Massive. I, I remember. I remember coming the first time to Portman Road and being over overawed, really, with what it was about. George Bailey came to Bournemouth yeah. to, to chat and try and settle the club to me. He didn't need to really because within ten minutes, my mind was made up. Yeah. I was coming. I was. Yeah. I was. I was done. I'm done. Didn't even come and visit the club. Didn't visit the training ground. He came to Bournemouth where I was yeah. playing. I said, yeah, I'm coming. First day I came here and signed. I remember driving from Bournemouth that morning. And then I actually, got lost. I actually got lost because I went to the Toys R Us roundabout and then turned right. Instead of coming straight into town, okay. I went <laughs> came right. Through came past yeah. where the ski slope was. Yeah, was yeah, it? Yeah. 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 Down, in that, down that yeah. way in. And um, so I was, that was, those used to be early anyway, so I wasn't late still. But yeah. I managed to... I managed to get here, walked into them and thought, wow, this is... I've been here the year before because I played for Bournemouth in the Cup against Ipswich, so I've been here previously. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this place under lights is unbelievable. Because yeah, I, I now live obviously just outside Colchester. When I drive in and you're coming into Ipswich, you come Toys R Us around about up to the top, you start driving into Ipswich, yeah. you see the lights yeah, and you see the sign, then Ipswich Town Football yeah. Club. That moment, just even now, I drive into a game, the lights on, yeah. I get goosebumps. Yeah. I just go, wow, this is... This is and I felt, yeah. as soon as I got here... I felt like I was at home. It just felt yeah. like I'd yeah. gone home. If you want to introduce somebody to football and show them what it's all about, take them to a night game yeah. Yeah. under the floodlights. And, and that first moment when you see the floodlights and the pitch yeah. and the green expanse. There's always a different there. feeling. Well, it's in the town as well, isn't it? It's in the town. You get yeah, a lot of new stadiums true. now that are just a little bit further out where everyone, yeah. there's not that real feel of walking into a game. I went to, I was manager of Bristol City and I went and watched Liverpool play Manchester United. We'd drawn Liverpool in the, in the FA Cup in the fourth round and I went up to watch the game. It was a night game. Bearing in mind I'm about 38 at the time. You know, played a few games here and there. And I walked into the stadium just as the teams were coming out onto the pitch. Oh, every hair in my body sort of went bang. At like Anfield. That, you know, yeah, at Anfield. Jeez. Oh. You'll never walk that's alone when that goes. Unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. Even working there now, they do that. That's somebody that's been involved in it for, yeah. you know, yeah. 20, nearly 30 yeah. years. Well, even time. being here at the weekend, for me, yeah. oh. it's such a different feeling because when you're in the zone and you're walking out and you're on the pitch, I don't want to say you block it out, but it's just a totally different yeah, yeah, experience yeah. for you. And when you come yeah, and watch the game, you're not. You feel involved, but you're not involved. It's like a whole different. When they score, you're like, 
And you wish you were playing, don't yeah, you? A little bit, yeah. I, I think when you, you walk out, when you walk out on the pitch, you're just going out for kickabout with your mates, aren't you? You're going to play football. Yeah. That's all it is. It's a, it's a game of football with your mates on the pitch. Yeah. But when you're watching, and it's like your team, as you're saying. But the, well, crowd, and the, the crowd and the atmosphere now is totally different as well. Because I, I sat with Terry, Terry Butcher about three weeks ago, and he said, we used to qualify for Europe every year. He said, we never got crowds like this. He couldn't. He can't no. quite believe no. what's happening at the moment and where the yeah. people have come from and the support that we're getting at the moment. Mm. I know we had it when we were in the Premier League. We had a couple of years where we, we had big crowds. But when I first yeah. signed in '97, the average crowd I think was about eleven or twelve thousand. Yeah. Mm. That was our average crowd. Yeah. Now you're getting full houses all the time. It's I crazy. think the the intensity's stronger. Mm -hmm. You know, you talk about the fist pump and mm -hmm. the, the, you're you both. You know, and that's the connection. You know, yeah. they're, they're there. They're with you. They're really on top of you. Mm. I think they're not seeing as much of each other in and around the town centre, but on a match day. I think we've all had right. that though. We've had that connection with the with the crowd. You know, you do the fist pump. You, yeah. you do the fist pump. I did the lap clapping the fans. Yeah. You, I no. didn't do no, we've, did had good, we've all <laughs> had good experiences. Like you, <laughs> exactly, yeah. We've all had them in good experiences, haven't we? By 90 minutes, I was ready to yeah, get yeah. off. Like, we were in the bath yeah. already. <laughs> what's your, what's your favourite favorite memories of Port... Like, what's your favourite match at Port Road, personally? What, was your, what would you be your favourite game? I mean, I, Inter Milan, beating Inter Milan here in the UEFA Cup. The playoff semi-finals against Bolton. We had two playoff semi-finals against Bolton. We lost the first one on away goals. I scored two in that, that, that game. Um, and then, obviously, the Jim Magilton hat-trick yeah. as well. Those moments all... The crowd running onto the pitch, and I mean, wow, it doesn't get much better, really. Well, you had it last season, obviously, mine's, getting extra 6 mine's, 0. Mine's extra. Yeah, has yeah, to be, but yeah. No, that day was sick. Yeah, I couldn't tell time. you enjoyed that much. I couldn't oh, tell with a flag yeah, and running that, uh, <laughs> that was a good day, that one. Good. Yeah, no, do you remember the night? Was, no, yeah, I did. You do remember? Yeah, that. I didn't get like, I wanted to remember that night. Yeah. I wanted to remember that. I didn't get to. Uh, well, I mean, you played, you won the FA Cup. 78, and you didn't play in the final. But I didn't play in the final. But you played, played 81 UEFA Cup. UEFA Cup, yeah. So we had a great and UEFA that was Cup too late. round. So we obviously had the game here, 3-0. Yeah, yeah. That was, that was a great game. That was a great game. But we He's were... playing that down. Yeah, it was all right. But we've never lost a European game at home still. I know. You know, which is a great record for the club to have now. You know, and in that time, you know, there's been Barcelona games, there's Lazio, there's Santachi, and there's all those crowds. Crazy, isn't it? Uh, and all those crazy names. <laughs> 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 I just said Hexa. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, we know, had I mean, Avenir, Began, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sloven, <laughs> Liberec. <laughs> we did Inter Milan. But we did all those. We did Grasshopper Zurich and stuff like that, you know. And, and it was just good fun. Good games, you know. And we, we were just fortunate at the time um, that we happened to make the most of it that season. But that season we played 66 games that year, you know, in 1981 as well. I played them all, played every minute of every game, 66 games. Wow. And you didn't the, miss many. I didn't quite play 66 though. Didn't miss many. <laughs> Barcelona. Didn't miss many. <laughs> <laughs> didn't miss many. We, we were a bit unfortunate because we, we lost the semi-final of the FA Cup at um, Aston Villa. Kevin Beatty bust his arm there, so that was the last game. And you that were he leading that late year. in the season as well for the league. Yeah, right? and we lost George, George Burley. Yeah, that's right, because he missed got the injured. final, didn't he? Missed the UEFA Cup final. He missed the UEFA Cup final. We, we missed him more or less the whole of the second half of the season. Yeah. You know, and in those days, we still only got the one sub rule in. 
So one, one yeah, one sub. You, one you don't sub. remember this either. <laughs> do you not? Do you not remember football much? And I, <laughs> it was one sub. One, one sub. sub. The first sub. I had to 19, go one game. They didn't use have subs at one point. I've never known. Yeah, Keith Peacock was the first sub, wasn't he? It was, it was my four, coach yeah. at Charlton. I think it was nineteen seventy something. Oh yeah, three. Three subs. No, one sub. One sub. But Bobby Robson only made thirteen signs. Is that right? Yeah. In, in 11 years at the club, yeah. or whatever he was at. Yeah, yeah. my God, that, yeah. that's a stat. That's a stat. You know, Mickey well, Lambert... Because you relied on the... He brought mm. youth players in, didn't Yeah, you? and Mickey Lambert was the sub for the uh, FA Cup final. Um, people like Roger Osborne, Kevin O'Callaghan, you know, they were very good subs for us, you know, but we never had the luxury of three coming on, five coming on. You know, and as a defender, you don't get... You don't get taken off no, anyway right. so you know we were always on the pitch so he played a lot of games walkie that year he played 65 out of the 66 but the thing with johnny walk he never trained anyway he only ever turned up on a friday and he'd say yeah i think i'm going to be okay yeah. so he trained friday play saturday it worked and it? Yeah, it worked he's still yeah. playing now johnny walk isn't he i know yeah every week yeah five aside i organized something for whatever night it was he said i can't do it it's five a side night. Still, honestly, yeah. he's ridiculous. Yeah, absolutely ridiculous. What about your favourite game here? What What would you say was your favourite match? Here? I would say the playoff game where oh, yeah. we, we played Norwich, didn't we? And yeah, the atmosphere was incredible. Yeah, obviously a lot like it is now, but it was a really important game for us. It was a one-one draw, so it wasn't a a win, but just that moment of obviously us spending 10, 12 months trying to build up over those last three years to make the playoffs, and then we made them, and then. To play against your arch rivals in, the, in that home leg was was a special day. Um, but one of my highlights was when I, we, I think it was Boxing Day. I had all my family here in a box, and I scored the winner in the 89th <laughs> minute against QPR. I think it was a header. So yeah, one of those. It's not a bad Christmas present, is it? No, that was it. And all my kids were there, and my family, and that so it was nice. Funding your business doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to take weeks. It doesn't need to involve your bank. At Fleximize, we believe there's a different way to do things. We take the hassle out of finance, so you can get on with what you do best, running your business. Think of us as your trusty sidekick with the power to boost your business with fast, flexible loans built for you. Visit us at Fleximize.com or call our Ipswich office on 01473 208 108. Fleximize. Business finance done properly. Talking to Derbys, um, it's obviously a huge game. You played them in the playoffs, semi-finals. Yep. You actually scored at Carrow Road as well. That yep. must have been a, a nice moment. It was, yeah. And I, I was speaking about it the other day um, with a few people, and we didn't quite realise it was so late on. And then, obviously, what transpired after it was was a bit damaging for us, but. Yeah, it was obviously a nice moment to go up there and score because as much as you try and control your emotions when you score against your local rivals, it's a, a real good moment, obviously, being captain of the team. <laughs> smiley, smiley. He hasn't <laughs> had one yet. He hasn't had the luxury of a, a derby. I mean, the build-up starts probably as soon as the whistle goes on your previous match. Yeah, all the and week people, before. All the week before, <laughs> yeah. even, even further before. back. That's all people want to talk to you about. I mean, even people now speak to me about it. Yeah. yeah. December, December. You've got, to beat, them. You've got yeah, to beat them. Yeah, yeah. You've got to beat them. You've got to beat them. 20 games before then. I know. But yeah, yeah, but no, you've no, got it's, bigger fish it's, to fry now, do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, but still, that was a 
You have to remember it's only Plus three points, but it does mean more Plus, than that, doesn't yeah, it? That is, it is. It's, it's, a, it's a good derby, isn't it? It's a proper derby game. You know, it's, um, it's exciting. We played in a, in a few in, in our era. There was the one that sticks in my mind was the second leg of the, the Milk Cup when we lost back in 80, 85, which, uh, you know, that still sticks in the throat a little bit. You know, but one of those things, I've been sent off like the, the quarterfinal game at um, QPR, me and Simon Stainrod got yeah. sent off after five minutes for an altercation. And uh, so I missed the first leg and then Bobby Ferguson didn't, wouldn't pick me for the second leg. Because he'd sort of made it perfectly clear that he got no money and I was going to get a new contract and I was going to go. So. He left me out of the, the second leg of the semi-final and I was sat in the stand watching it and we lost. And that was a hard one to take. Yeah. That was a hard one. Isn't it? Yeah. I, we got beat here once, 2-0. I remember driving out the ground and I was getting all sorts of pelters yeah. from the supporters and knocking on the window. How can you let them beat you? And why is mm. it? Why? Oh, God, honestly, it's, it's the worst. But we did beat yeah. them here 5-0. Yeah. We made a DVD out of that oh, one. Absolutely. The demolition yeah. derby. Well, that particular game, Keith Hackett, and I don't mind going on record as saying this, gave the worst display that I've ever seen a referee give in my whole career. Because Norwich kicked seven bells of what's it out of our lads that night, and Keith Hackett just let it go on as if nothing was happening. Were you there at Carrow Road? Because again, Butch tells a great story. He said, I think you got, I don't know whether you lost or not at, at Carrow Road. And he came in, I think he was the first back to the dressing room. Kicked yeah. the door. That was a game. Yeah? Well, it's, Terry's done it quite a few he, times at different what, kicking grounds. The doors in. Yeah. So he kicked the door in, walked in the dressing room, Bobby Robson's going around, moaning about the game. He said, and yeah. who's kicked the door in? And he's looked around the dressing room and he's gone, and Terry Butcher looked down, he's got half the door around his boot. <laughs> 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 it's yeah. always you, Butcher. Can, it's always you. I can name at least half a dozen grounds in the Premier League at the moment that have had a door repair. Done thanks to Terry. He used to get a bit excited. I think the other thing about this club as well is, is the people. I think it means so much to so many people and the people that work for the club as well. Um, you know, when I, if I say a name now, you'll all go, I'm Pat Godbold. Someone yeah. like Pat who, yeah. who has worked at this club for, wow, how many years? In fact, Pat should probably be on this podcast because yeah. she'd have far more better memories than we yeah. would and, and so, would go back a little bit further than we go. Yeah. So it's incredible. How many years yeah, she's time. worked at the club? Didn't she start when she was? Yeah, she was starting. Yeah. Bobby Rosson's secretary. Yeah. And, and but she used to chase us up for stuff like doctor's appointments, dental appointments, no mobile, no mobile phones. But she still managed to track you down and say, don't forget, you've got a dental appointment tomorrow. You know, and if you missed it, you used to get a right rollicking off her as well. Like, you know, she was, yeah. And chairman, I mean, <laughs> Philip <laughs> Cobbold and yeah. John Cobbold, John, Patrick Cobbold. John Cobbold. Um, was the chairman when I first joined the club and then Patrick Cobbold took over from, from John. And my one last memory of Patrick Cobbold was when we used to have pretty much lunch in the centre spot and then walk through the bar and round the back of Churchman's to come and get changed at about one o'clock. I finished my lunch and walked through the bar and Mr. Pat was standing on the edge of the bar, I got a glass of port and he said, Osman, 
come and have a drink. And I said, Mr. Pat, we're actually playing Arsenal in a couple of hours, you know, at three o'clock. I can't have a drink. Mr. Robson's in the restaurant still. And he'll give me a right rollicking if he sees me having a drink with you. He said, Osman, come and have a drink. I said, Mr. Pat, you'll get me in the sack. He said, Osman, Mr. Robson is an employee of this company, as you are at the moment. <laughs> so I am the chairman. When I say have a drink, have a drink. So I sat there and had a pint of Guinness with him an hour and three quarters before we played Arsenal on the Saturday afternoon. And did you have a world? It was lovely. No. <laughs> the result was Arsenal. Awesome. Awesome. Not about how good no, the we won. Was. About the game. No, we won. The game was great. Yeah, we won yeah. the game. No problem. It's only a pint of Guinness. I'm gonna... well, I think we won. You <laughs> <laughs> ran on that. But right Philip Hope Cobold was, was obviously a, a brilliant guy as well. He sadly passed away recently. And um, in my time, certainly, I remember Philip hosting the barbecue at Glenham Hall. Yeah. We used to have a, a barbecue at Glenham Hall pre-season for all the families, the staff, wasn't it? All yeah. The, yeah. The club employees, everyone used to go there. And that's the togetherness of the football club again. Yeah. It used to drive Bobby Robson mad because he would give the players a lecture during pre-season about not drinking on a Thursday, Friday night before a Saturday game. So the Thursday before the first game of the season, the chairman, John Cobbold in particular, and then Patrick, would insist that the party would be on the Thursday night. Before and Robson, the first game of the season. Before the first game. And Robson used to say to them, Mr Chairman, I have just spent an hour telling the players that they are not allowed to drink on a Thursday and a Friday night before a game on a Saturday. And then you insist on having this party on a Thursday night. He said, yes, Bobby. And so the party always went ahead. Everybody used to be very well entertained, and uh, it was a case of the last player standing had to make sure that Mr. John or Mr. Pat had gone to bed, they were all okay. We locked the door, put the keys back through the letterbox. And Alan Hunter, Kevin Beatty, used to make sure that the chairman was okay. A bit more professional now, isn't it? <laughs> it's hard to get the lads on a night out, isn't it? It is, to be fair. Yeah. No, we don't. We don't really don't happen anymore. I think that yeah, that's just sort of the era now. Sort of gone, maybe. Not. I don't know. It's probably just, like when you yeah. It, obviously, I had it through the when we used to go out, and then obviously social media yeah. comes in, and mm. it just feels like there's so the much more professionalism now, yeah. um, where you're all, as soon as that game finishes, you're in recovery mode for mm. that next one. See, but I wouldn't say it's an era. I'd say it's more the boss and. Yeah, but so I've been at clubs obviously last year and years before where lads will go out most weeks. And when here, I don't think anyone really goes out right. at all. Really. Crikey. They're never getting out of team then. <laughs> you have definitely no points again. You wouldn't have lasted, would you? Stay, Imagine yeah. Alan Brazil. Sure. But the, but the thing here now for us, we're, every away trip six hours. Yeah. yeah. By the time you get back from the away trip, you've been away for two days. Yeah, we used to drink I, on the way back. I, I know, <laughs> but... You know, it just was wouldn't be frowned problem. upon now, you know. No, well, it wasn't even internally, you know, and you know, we all enjoyed it. Yeah, and that was that was part and parcel of it. You know, we used to we used to go straight in the players' lounge after a game, and yeah. you know, three or four pints before <laughs> you get back on the coach. A few drinks on the coach, coming back, game of cards, bit of a laugh, bit of a giggle, stop for lunch, have a bottle of wine, back on the coach. 
This is why, it's, nice this is why it's so good having so many different eras <laughs> here and the 48 years between yourself and, and Harry, because oh, Harry just scary. can't quite believe what <laughs> some of these stories, yeah. that these things actually happened. Um, scary, isn't it? Some of the other people at the club, I mean, David Rose, the club secretary, yeah, used to yeah, go in to yeah, sign yeah, a contract and he's smoke all through the room. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, cigarette, yeah. didn't he? Away in the room. It, David Sheepshanks obviously was a chairman when I was here. I've got, I've still got a really lovely um, personal letter from David Sheepshanks yeah. from when I finished at the club and um, when we got relegated. I, obviously, financial reasons, I had to leave the club, um, and I've still got a handwritten note from from David Sheepshanks thanking me for his contribution. And that's something. Yeah. That, yeah. And I, you know, it's just yeah, a nice, nice touch. And that's just yeah. that's just what yeah. the, again another thing that this club does does so well. You don't get that everywhere. Even. Even to the extent this week, so well last week, my wife fell off a horse, had a bit of a bump, black eye. Um, some flowers arrived at home today from the club, yeah, just saying, wishing her a speedy recovery. And that's to me yeah. means so mm -hmm. much. It, and that's why this club is so special. Those moments. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Can be my wife should talk today. You want some flowers? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what have you done? You've been out golfing. No, she today. just needs some flowers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You've been out golfing, haven't you? So yeah, you no. probably need to take some flowers home. I do. I do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Mark Ashton now, obviously, he's, he's involved in the club, isn't he? And, and, and the players and yeah. players get you. Oh, Mark's he's incredible. Yeah. I love Mark. He's brilliant. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, see, Cluffy used to do that, didn't he? Who? Mark? Cluffy. Cluffy used to yeah. make sure yeah. that. That was Mick was saying. He was never manager of Ipswich. That's all. No, we were talking about Ipswich. But yeah, Mick, Mick, Mick knew the name of everyone's kids, <laughs> everyone's wife, everyone's yeah, partners. Yeah. What, what yeah, about favourite favourite teammates? Who would you? I mean, you obviously played alongside Butch for, for many years. Yeah, Terry was my my roommate for a long time. Um, all the lads out. I mean, I was lucky. I mean, I, I played with Terry. I played with two other lads, centre half at different clubs: Steve Walsh at Leicester and um, uh, Neil Ruddock. Great lads, like oh, great, great for a night out. <laughs> All three of them in those days. But Terry, you know, Terry was what he was. You know, your your big six foot four centre half that wouldn't mind playing with a bit of blood dripping down his nose, like you know, great character. Paul Miner, what a centre forward Paul was. You know, he would run through a brick wall for you. You know, fifty fifty with a goalkeeper. You'd advise a goalkeeper not to go for him, of course. Paul wouldn't take any prisoners. Walkie, of course, you still see him at the club now that he's not changed. Never bought a drink since, has he? <laughs> <laughs> what a player, Walkie. I mean, Brilliant. You, again, you know, for me growing up, that's someone that I used to look at and think, imagine what Walkie would be worth now. Oh, yeah. But what you was his role? As a, as a central the, midfield yeah. player, what was his role? What was his role? Yeah. When he used to get in the box. He did everything. No, no, no he, he was, was a box to box. Job. He was a box to box midfielder. No, his job was to sit in front of the two centre halves. He was our defensive midfield player. I wouldn't say he was, he was never a defensive midfield player, was he? He was supposed to be. No, I know, but <laughs> he was never a defensive midfield player. He's a box to box midfielder. You know, if we played Brazil and Manu up front and Gatesy often, Muran, Tyson, and Walkie at the bottom of the diamond. And he got 30 odd goals <laughs> a season goal. from there. So imagine, imagine now 30 goals from midfield. Unbelievable. Like, Scary. His timing. Scary. And he said, he said one day to me, he said, you know, when the ball goes wide and somebody's marking me as I'm getting into the 18-yard the box, he said, I look at the person that's marking me because I know he's going to look to see where the ball is. But when he looks to see where the ball mm. is, that's when I go. He said, I'm not the quickest, but that's when I get me extra half a yard of space. Marcus Stewart was like that. Marcus, Marcus Stewart's great. movement 
was the same. Because again, if he had another half a yard of pace, he should have played for England anyway, but another half a yard of pace, pace yeah. he would have played for England. Mm. But his movement was as good as I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. Ever yeah. seen. He's got a goal the, goal in, the goal at Barnsley, um, against Barnsley in the, in the uh, playoff final. Yeah. You watch his header, the double movement. Yeah. The movement he goes oh. once, twice, and then back across his man. Yeah. You should have tried playing against him. It was Jay. <laughs> That was good, wasn't he? I played against him yeah. later on in his career when he was at Yeovil and he scored ahead of him in yeah. the playoffs against us at Forest. And yeah, he was a hell of a player. Yeah. Mm. His what about you? What was your favourite teammate? Tommy? My favourite teammate, yeah. Cole? Yeah, I had loads of good teammates. We were all in it, really in it together. I yeah. don't think there was many bad people that I played with here. And the Goldrick is a big friend of mine. Scoosie, obviously. He's still going. Busy yeah. flying this year. Yeah. 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 yeah, well, he's just pure quality. Yeah, yeah. Again, if we'd have had a bit more round him and a bit more support, then he could have definitely taken us a bit further than we than we got. You've got a good group now, haven't you? Oh, groups. It I was, is. I was actually having this. Huh? Yeah, I'll, I'll get killed. But no, I was having this conversation. I think I was speaking to might have been my cousin the other day. I was just saying, like, I've been at clubs where you might have had it in your career, where it's like you can feel like yeah. it's toxic. Here. Oh, I was going to say, no, here, no, no, here, where it's... Everything no, was perfect. But yeah, but you can feel like I've been at other clubs where it's just like yeah. toxic. Whereas here, like our group is actually like in like incredible. There's not one bad egg. Everyone wants the same thing. Everyone works incredibly mm. hard. Like everyone says, oh, it's momentum. What we're doing now, it's not. It's the way we work, and the boys we've got. But it's been nurtured that, hasn't it? That yeah, togetherness. Yeah, yeah. And and the, yeah. the research is done on the individual as well before yeah. they come to the club. And as well, nice. they buy into yeah. it. This habits as well, isn't it? You get into the habit of doing the right thing and you see your teammates doing the right thing. You know, it's just as easy to follow somebody who does the wrong thing, you know, but mm -hmm. at the club here at the moment, it seems like those good habits have been embedded there and everybody's just yeah. following the culture. I think we, we spoke about Mark, like, when you see a, a CEO who's so invested in the club and, like, with the lads and, like, you see, you see him at the training ground the other day, like, I've not really been in many clubs where you see a CEO uh -huh. just like on a day-to-day -day, yeah. around the training ground in the changing room like laughing and joking but community like, innit yeah, community yeah, personal that. relationships uh -huh. is what I feel was missing in our time yeah mm. my time here what is there now is proof in the pudding that if you invest in people you get a, a lot more buy-in a lot more positive mm. results definitely I think another thing that's that's worth mentioning as well is the, the growth of the women's team as well now, obviously, football is for everyone, and the opportunities in the past haven't always been there. But now, the women's team and, and what they've achieved actually over the yeah, last couple yeah. of seasons, and you actually you'll be really close to it as well. You see the women's mm -hmm. team at the training ground a fair bit as yeah, well. Yeah. yeah, obviously they train train at the training ground, and obviously I went to a couple of games last year, which was nice. Um, my first time ever watching women's football. And obviously, you see obviously what England are doing as well. So the amount of people it inspires. I know, obviously, I'm from it. I know I have so many friends of little daughters and that who actually like want to be women's footballers now which yeah. I assume you probably didn't have back in what have you, have you got what kids yeah, I've got two girls two yeah. girls they yes. play so yeah they like to play they like to smash my boys in the garden but, <laughs> but it does it's seeing that again the bigger picture is obviously the England team being so successful yeah. but we've had a team here for a, for a while now and they've yeah. been incredibly successful yeah. and the integration that you do see now with the support that the club's giving them but also them being able to use the facilities and have a, their own home ground and the 
the publicity that they're also getting through their success is fantastic. The support, like you say, it's not a separate thing where maybe before at certain clubs it's been separate. It's all under one umbrella, which is, again... Yeah. Didn't you, have room when you were playing. Yeah, they had that picture out there. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't have room for the girls. About. No, but it's good to see some of the current squad go and watch the games with Felix, though, yeah. and it's yeah. nice to see the girls in the director's box come and watch the lads play, you know, and it's all, it's all very, very good. Team. It's all mm. great. great and, and the coaching as well, because... Joe Sheehan's at the training ground, isn't he? And he, yeah. and he watches Kieran coach, and yeah. he'll be learning all the time as well, won't he, from, from watching Kieran? Lucky fellow, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You can learn a lot just by going to the training ground these days. Yeah, it's a, it's a good environment to um, learn your trade. You're talking about all the lads that are doing the coaching badges and stuff like mm. that. That's a mm. big thing now. You know, and the, I'm sure some of the girls will start following the yeah. same road down there. So you never know where that's going to lead to. Absolutely. Brilliant. If I look back and think about some of the other names at this football club who've, who've played, I mean, Ted Phillips, Ray Crawford, we have the Hall of Fame dinner every year. It's where ex-players have been inducted into a Hall of Fame at the club. And um, it's always an honour and a privilege to spend time with some of these players that have, have represented the club so well. I mean, Ray Crawford's the, the highest ever goal scorer at the club. Yeah. Um, Hilarious, and he's, isn't he? Such, yeah. he's brilliant, isn't he? Great, great value. Gets up yeah. on the stage and he's he's still well. I mean, how old would Ray be now? Eighties, early eighties, yeah. Early eighties. Yeah. Still got his sense of humour. Still, still fit as a fiddle. He could yeah, play, couldn't he's he? Fit. He's still there. He remembers everything. He's really good. You know, so very lucky to have people like him. Yeah. You know, people like Paco Bolt. You know, that that's mm -hmm. what the club is was built on. People of that sort of ilk, that sort of yeah. character. Yeah. Pat gave me, when I joined, it's the end of last season, she gave me a, um, an old squad photo. And it's obviously my granddad who, he passed away a few years ago, but he gave me a, she gave me a picture of oh, wow. him. I think it was under the boxing or man. I don't know who, who it was under, but it was from like 1950. Yeah. Like all the old, wow. had like chunks out of it, but like a legit like pi pi yeah. printed out picture of my granddad, which is amazing, crazy. Yeah. Like, Great, Shows how long she's been in. Yeah. Right. So, so to finish, <clears throat> what does Ipswich Town mean to you now? How important, it mean to how, you know, how important is it in your life still? Because for me, it still means everything. You know, I've I played for a number of clubs. This place is, is I don't know, simply special. It's, it is special. I still, we all still, well, you obviously still live in the area, but we're all still in the area. We haven't gone away. We're still we're here living here. It's, it's just yeah. a... An incredible place, isn't it? And a, and, a, and a wonderful football club. It's it's sort of been part of my life for like the best part of 50 years now. You know, coming down here as a 14-year-old schoolboy, first of all, 14, 15. Um, and seeing it all go full circle, you move away, you still keep your eye on how the club's going and it's, it's, it's gone through the, through the ringer a little bit over the years. But to be back in the area now and to be able to come down and watch the club on a regular basis, which I can now, um, and see such entertaining football. For the last couple of games, I have even jumped out my seat when a goal went in. Mm -hmm. And Same usually I'm like, that, oh, good goal, good goal. But you know, the last couple of games... <laughs> You're quite cool and calm, aren't you? Know, well, you've got Chappers curling one in there and one from the free kick. Clarky. They don't score bad goals, <laughs> they? don't. Right. You know, they score great goals off great football. You know, and you're up there and you can see why people are 
enjoying it so much. But it's a proud place to come now as well. Oh, you yeah. know what I mean, the whole yeah. match day experience, yeah. the way, even the dugouts, for example, the the surroundings around the pitch, which I sort of banged on about for years when I was here. It's just everything seems to be ticking a box now. And it's amazing what investment can do, isn't oh, it? Oh yeah, exactly that. And it's just, it is amazing. But it is everything. It is. Mm. Everything was starting to deteriorate. Yeah. And now, because it's, it went downhill so far, it's, it's taken time to get it back to mm -hmm. where it is now. And I would think they're probably only not even halfway to where they want to go at the moment, yeah. you know, with the, the stadium yeah. as it is, you know. And even you look outside now, we say, yeah, it's great, but it's probably not what they want. No, no. You know, they've, they've mm -hmm. got different areas of the club that have been improved all the time. Well, look, look, look behind there. I mean, we want a few more of those, don't we? Want a few more trophies. We need a bigger don't one, we? don't we? You know, that's what, you know, we've won the title, 62. Yeah. FA Cup. Yeah. UEFA Cup. We've been promoted. We've been in Europe many times, but that's what this club's all about, isn't it? The history of it. We need it? another star, don't we? We've got three on this no show pressure. at the moment. That's what we want. I just don't <laughs> think there's any <laughs> limit to what the team can achieve, especially this season and yeah. moving forward. With, with everything that's in place and it's going to be added. It's a fantastic place, as you know, to live, regardless of the football club. It's a fantastic it, club to be involved with. It's so nice, isn't it, to walk around the town and see yeah. the shirts? Yes, they're everywhere. Yeah. It's amazing. Because everywhere. Oh, it used to be Man United shirt. Yeah, Liverpool it did. Yeah. Wherever it might be. Yeah. Now, everyone Every kid. has got an Ipswich yeah. shirt. Every they? kid's got one. I think we have to understand that, you know, there are going to be bumps in the road. You know, there are going to be problems and issues and this, that and the other. But at the moment, it's like, going it's like, it's like a marriage. Right? Ups and downs, good and bad times, isn't it? Smiles and frowns. But you, you, know, you stick through it and you, you know, this is it, isn't it? This is, that's, that's this is it. the future. Here's to the next 145 years, lads. Absolutely. Look, appreciate your time. Good, oh, luck. good luck for the rest of the season. We're, we're right behind you. Enjoy your first derby as well, by the way. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, yeah we, neither can we. No. Neither can we. So thanks That'd very much fun. for joining us. A huge thanks to Matt Holland and our brilliant guests for a cracking trip down memory lane. We've absolutely loved putting this together. We really hope you've enjoyed listening to them. Make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from to get the latest episode of the Town Podcast as soon as it lands. We'll catch you on the next one. Until then, though, happy birthday, Ipswich Town.